morning, listeners. It's your boy, Mason Taylor, a.k.a. Crunchitize Me Captain. Hey, guys, it's your boy, Alex, a.k.a. Multigrain Chips. And welcome to our 17th episode of Where's, Where's the, action? the Action? Hey, that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Ho- hopefully we have it down by the 17th episode. <laughs> um, all right. So digging into full disclosure this week, it is the third week of 80s month. Today we are doing the 1987 movie RoboCop directed by Paul Verhoeven. Uh, this one was a bucket list item for me. I had never seen RoboCop before. And so we're, we're, we're in 80s. We're in the 80s. I mean, I'm immersed into it. I, I got a perm the other day because it was 80s. I got a mullet in the back i'm growing it out so glad this is a an audio podcast only and but yeah so i'm i'm fully immersing myself into 80s culture are you wearing uh very vibrant colors and uh and wearing like hippie clothes as well rad yeah they're totally tubular very (laughs) rad clothing that's all i know about the 80s nice Um, nice looking like (laughs) (laughs) scooby-doo reggie um, yeah, so looking like Scooby-Doo. Uh, but yeah, so we're in the third week of 80s month. What's been your vibe of 80s month so far? I like it. I've been liking, I for the third movie in a row, I've been genuinely enjoying these 80s movies. Yeah, um, I mean, we did pick some good ones, so. Yeah, we did, we did. And plus, so, all these movies so far have been movies I haven't seen. And then next week will be another movie that I've never seen as well. So all we're popping... Like, we are literally popping your 80s cherry right now. <laughs> yep. So all these new to me movies have been great. I've been thoroughly enjoying it and talking about it and just getting a different vibe from them. But it's a good vibe for me. Yeah. Yeah. There is a certain I mean, 80s action really is its own genre. It's way different from today's movies. So. Uh, I don't know why I had a Southern accent today's movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very different from movies of today. So yeah, there's definitely, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't, but I'm glad you like it. Uh, so next on the bucket list of full disclosure segments, uh, I saw Black Widow, the new Marvel movie. Uh, very excited. Well, I wasn't excited. I, I had no expectations going into it. And I think they met those expectations. It was It was an okay movie. I've told Alex this before, and we will probably do a segment on it here in the future if Alex ever watches it. <clears throat> Would you like to explain yourself? Um, so I was going to watch it, and then I had some plans come up throughout the day, and I eventually mm-hmm. didn't watch it that day. The same day Mason was going to watch it. So I have mm-hmm. to do watch it sometimes. <laughs> Well, he uh, he has his priorities. I'll I'll tell you that much. Hello, it's um, called so, uh, adulting. Hello, it's called going on a golfing trip with your brother instead of watching <laughs> the biggest blockbuster in history right now with me. <laughs> it's not the biggest blockbuster in history. You're right. F well, actually, maybe it, it it might be though because when you think about it, um, I saw posts with like, oh, this is like, out of all the movies that have came out from the pandemic like black widow has been the best out of all the movies so are far. they saying best as in mo- highest grossing or best yeah as- yeah yeah well yeah as in like revenue terms i don't know like in some quality terms but well, i saw in- fear street part one 1994 and that was better than <laughs> black widow <laughs> but post 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 pandemic 
Black Widow has been uh, rocking the charts lately. I think everybody's just ready to get back into it. And plus, I don't know, is is everybody pe- people honestly might be horned up. <laughs> I, I, I said to, to see Scar Joe on screen again, you know, you got oh. Scarlett Johansson in a in a leather suit in, you know, she's 80 feet tall in the theater. I mean, what, what could go wrong? Feet tall. Anybody, everybody's is that? Yeah, that's how big a movie screen is. But everybody's just horned up. They want to see some action in, mm-hmm. in more ways than one. I, I mean, see. that was certainly the case for me. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh boy oh boy all right the third segment what does this say we'll get the oh yeah uh alex is planning on dropping the new where's the flavor episode from the vault we have some in the disney vault we shot before we got separated by work and stuff so he will definitely be dropping that this friday right yeah, this is guaranteed in all caps in the notes what Mason said. <laughs> it's guaranteed put... <laughs> it will be posted Friday. Yeah, sometime Friday, but be on the lookout for that. Hey. Yeah, that'll be fun to get back into it. Uh, I'm, I always enjoyed those, so I, I, I'm definitely going to watch it and just relive the memory. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's guaranteed uh, or else. That's what... Or, that's what... <laughs> or, else, or, else. or else I quit. I, I'm done. Yeah, Mason's going to be branching off into a... His own podcast and his own TikTok. <laughs> yep. <laughs> TikTok star. I will literally be living at the TikTok house in California. <laughs> they don't have that anymore. What happened to it? I don't know. But like, you, what, 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 I, I forget what it was called. Do you the remember? Trap, the Hype House. It like trap the Hype House? house. Oh, Hype House. Hype House. That, yeah, they all like disbanded and like broke up. <laughs> they disbanded. The band broke up. Wow. Yeah. I guess they were done, you know, having orgies and snorting blow all day. <laughs> I don't know what they did in the trap house. Not not trap house. Hype house. Hype house. That wasn't even hype. That went out with a fizzle. I never even yeah. heard it disband. Was Dixie D'Amelio there? Yeah, she was there. Like she was there. She lived there. I don't know if they lived there, but that was their content house. But they're not. They're like, they're all doing their own thing. They're all established content creators that they don't need a hype house to be doing like viral tiktok stuff now because they're well well um well ready to do their own things and they've all taken off so kudos yeah i i found that whole thing very strange really yeah i mean why you're you're getting who josh richards david dobrik and the nelk brothers together (laughs) with with peyton coffee and taya miller i mean what the (laughs) I don't understand this combo here. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of just like a, from from my perspective, it's like, you know how a startup you can have like, in a garage, and you might be have like a team of like ten people or whatever. It's kind of just like the hustle and grind of like working together nonstop, being in each other's presence. Um, so that, that type of grind, ha- but like for the hype house that's i mean that's kind of it's kind of related to it but i mean if you don't think of that way then i guess you so, have a... so the hype house is basically what you're saying is basically <laughs> a, a startup band a high school band it's four <laughs> people they've all got long hair and they all smell like weed and they're always in their mom's garage practicing <laughs> is that is that what the hype house is i'm just trying to clear that up yeah pretty much working working till they blow they blow up or get super successful and okay. they did they did they yeah they eventually all 
have became very established content creators. But they were not they were not famous before that. I mean, they were kind of semi-famous before like the app just exploded and like they just all took off. Can you name me one person from the hype house? Um, Charlie Dixie, not Addison Ray. Addison (laughs) Ray? Yeah, she was in it. Did you Um, hear she fist bumped Noah Beck? Oh, what? Did you hear that she went up to Donald Trump at the at the Pacquiao, not Pacquiao, Poirier (laughs) and McGregor fight? And like gave him a fist bump or something? Yeah, I did see something. What is happening? How is Addison Ray fist bumping? How is she fisting Donald Trump? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, you want to, you want to, okay. You're pulling the plug on this. He's just, he's doing just the sign. On. Just move all right, on. We're moving on. I could talk about the TikTok hype house all day, but mm-hmm. I think we actually have a podcast to do. Oh, okay. Oh, we didn't, we're not even at a full disclosure yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Moving Did on. Did you murder someone? <laughs> it says in the notes, domestic Where? domestication of bird. Did you murder someone? No, 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 no. Why would you think I murdered someone? Uh, I don't know. Okay, here's the this? story. Here's the story. So there's been this pigeon that's been on the patio, hanging out, chilling out. He has the pinkest legs you'll ever see on a bird. And he's just chilling there on the railing of our patio. And so I am throwing out titty grams for him to eat. Shout out titty grams. And so... He, I, I threw at least 15 titty grams on the patio. Well, they still are sitting out there on the patio because apparently he doesn't like titty grams, just like the homeless man does not like Pringles. So I don't know <laughs> what is wrong with the food I'm offering people and animals, but they're just not buying it. So I'm going to, I, long story short, I'm trying to domesticate this bird. So I'm, I'm trying to make it so whenever he flies up, I can put my arm out the door and he just sits on my arm like a, like a good little boy. That's what I want. And I want him to bring him inside and, you know, he can sit on my shoulder and stuff. So that that's um, what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. I th- oh, okay. I, I hope, what? I hope, no, no, no. I, I just totally thought of something different. Like something bad happened with the bird kind of reminded me. So I like drove through a flock of birds that were flying. And I heard this like thud. And I was like, <gasps> Oh no, no. I didn't, I didn't check my mirror if someone was on the ground or not. But... You are a birderer. Yeah, I was birderer, going past. That's what we're was... calling it. <laughs> yeah, I was just driving and these birds were just flying in front of me right as I was driving on the road. Okay, to be fair, I think they wanted to go. I think <laughs> if they flew in front of you, I think it was their time to go. They there's no done. way they. There was no way they did not get hit. And I heard the thud. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, no. Well, did you see anything? Did you look behind you? I didn't look you didn't... behind. That's the thing. You I didn't want to know. Don't... You didn't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been foaming at the mouth behind you, still alive, flopping around. You didn't want to know. <laughs> I would. <laughs> All right. So... Well, that is the that might be the longest full disclosure we've ever had. It, it felt <laughs> like it at least. All right. All right on, on to on. Sponsors. sponsors. Yes. Let's get let's let's focus. I don't have all this. This is all your sponsors. So. Do you not have any sponsors? I do not have any sponsors for this oh. week. Then I guess I'll, I'll I'll go into these companies. So the first one is LinkedIn, the most popular social platform ever to exist. LinkedIn <laughs> is an American business 
an employment-oriented online service that operates blah, blah, blah. And it's a platform mainly used for, for professional networking and allows job seekers to post their cover letters and employers to post jobs and to slide into DMs. So uh, that is from the official website. I have been on LinkedIn looking for jobs and stuff for quite a long time. And uh, recently it has, it has developed into something more. So long story short, I've been uh, sliding into the DMS of some uh, LinkedIn hotties and uh, let's just say it's gotten me more action than Tinder. I can honestly <laughs> say that I can honestly say there's been more progress made in LinkedIn than Tinder. So if you're looking for love or, or lust or anything in between, go to LinkedIn for all your needs. So, so I actually got my new job from LinkedIn. Um, I, uh, I saw the listing on LinkedIn. I applied for it. And then, well, it led me to a ZipRecruiter like posting, which you don't like ZipRecruiter. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, shout out LinkedIn. Yeah, that was something I could bring up. I, I got my job from LinkedIn. There you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a great site for jobs, but it's too bad it brought you to ZipRecruiter. Mm-hmm. Zip recruiter hardly <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Onto our of, best of luck with your uh, with your flame on LinkedIn. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, it's my fling, my summer fling. All right. So the next sponsor is Bud Light Seltzer. Um, if you need a good refreshment for the morning, but you don't like coffee, I suggest Bud Light Seltzer. It's a great drink to have. It really wakes you up. It's got a lot of flavors. There's this new summer edition that they have now. It's like a tie-dye type thing. It's, you've got summer ice. You've got cherry limeade. You've got blue raz. I mean, it tastes like soda. It literally tastes like soda. So addicting. Probably not a good thing. But it's definitely uh, something you should check out. Do you, have you had this before? Bud Light Seltzers? Yeah. Well, not the new flavors you were just telling me about. The, I mean, I've had it when we had our vacation together. We had Bud Light Seltzers, didn't we? Was that Bud Light? Um, was it? I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was. Um, oh, white, you know it what? It was a white right. can. White can. Yeah, right? and it was, yeah. Um, it was the work from home edition or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. I, I vaguely recollect that. Mm. But so, hey, I want to try hey, out yeah. these new flavors now. Dude, they're so, they're so good. You'll never, you'll never drink anything else. You'll never drink water again. You will abandon water for Bud Light Seltzer. I promise you that. I, I should be one of their like brand ambassadors or something. I feel mm. like I feel like I would be good at that. Nice. I drink enough to do it. Anyway, so <laughs> our final sponsor. If you guys watch Brooklyn Nine Nine or Idiocracy, you know about the actor Terry Crews. He also played football and stuff. But if you didn't know, he has a younger brother named Jerry Crews. Okay. Javery Cruz connected with me on LinkedIn. Shout out LinkedIn, the other sponsor to this episode. Uh, and Javery Cruz is a really stand-up guy. He's a financial strategist. Excuse me, strategist. He's an entrepreneur. He's an associate partner. He's a general manager, barely know her. But more importantly, he's a husband. Uh, that, is his, <laughs> that is his official LinkedIn cover letter thing. Um, but he reached out to me. Can you believe this? Terry Cruz's brother, Jerry Cruz, he, he, he linked up with me on LinkedIn and he slid into my DM, much like I'm doing to others. And he offered me a position. Uh, he, he was not. like, 
he, he, actually... he was yeah he was like i'd like to schedule a time for us to talk so you can find out more about who we are and what we do I, apparently it's this it's his own company i said mm. He, because he, I'm trying to get some other places in, and he was like, "Well, I mean, obviously, uh, that's why I reached out because you." <laughs> I'm like, "Why are you flaming me? Why are you gaslighting me on LinkedIn messages? I mean, come on now." Mm. But anyway, yeah, that's that's Jerry Cruz. Uh, go link up with him. Tell him tell him Mason sent you. Actually, wait, wait. probably don't do that. Was was it was it pyramid schemey work or no? Honestly, it seemed pretty cool. His company is called Elevated Wealth Group. So Uh for those who don't know, I'm trying to be a financial counselor slash advisor, whatever the heck that means. And so I I, want to get into the finance industry. And so he he did message me with that. So I might follow up with him. I may be talking about my future employer right now. Where where is he located? That's a good question. Let me check. Let me check. I feel like I'm in an interview. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, oh, North Carolina. Easy. Close. Just kidding. I'm in Texas. Right next to uh, Kegley. True. He is in, yeah, shout out Kegley, guest on Django Unchained episode. He is in Greensville, South Carolina. So go give him a shout out. His address is. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, say his address so we can uh, we can all make a road trip. All right. I'll just, I'll just tell you guys the social instead, and then we can get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, but finally, we're done with sponsors and full disclosure. Let's get into this movie. So, like I mentioned before, we are doing RoboCop today, 1987. Paul Verhoeven. He hadn't done a lot of work, um, and I don't know. I don't know what other work he has done recently. I, have you? Are you familiar at all with him? Or no, I am a blank slate to all these actors. So. Yeah, I mean he, but it, obviously he's got a he's got a future in movies because this movie was fan flipping tastic, I've got to say. Uh, but let's start out with the characters. So first we have Murphy. I don't even know his first name. Do you know? It? <laughs> no, I don't remember. Do they, I don't I think, think I, they say. I think it, it starts with a K, maybe. Keith? Karen, Karen Murphy. <laughs> Karen Murphy playing as a guy. Yep. <laughs> i don't know just murphy aka robocop yep yep so he's the main character he is played by peter wellers i think he did uh Miller, a few of the Harley other oh peter hardly knower <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically he did the others sequels to robocop or at least the second one i believe but he hasn't done much else but he should have because he's an excellent actor in this movie um, so yes yeah, so he's the main character then we have Bob Morton. He is a sleazy uh, kind of vice president guy. He works at this company called Omnicorp, which basically took over the police department and they kind of privatized the police in Chicago where this movie is set. Uh, he's played by Miguel Ferrer. I have seen him in other things, but I couldn't quite place where he's from. But yeah, that's Bob Morton. And then next, this is, this is probably equal to Robocop as in cool, coolest character. This guy's name is Clarence Boddicker. Uh, and then, you know, Alex, you know, Boddicker, barely know her. Uh, it, it had to be said. And he is played by Kurtwood Smith. Now, if you guys like sitcoms, you have probably seen Kurtwood Smith. He plays Red Foreman on that 70s show. So he plays Eric Foreman's dad. And holy crap, after you watch this movie, it's really hard to watch that 70s show after this movie. I mean, really? Clarence Boddicker. 
Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have, I just watched the movie yesterday, so um, mm. I haven't seen that 70s show recently, but I mean, just looking back, it's kind of like what Brian Cranston did because he played Hal in Malcolm in the middle. And then he played mm. a, you know, a drug dealer in breaking bad. So it's kind of, it's kind of that, but reverse. So mm. uh, Kurt Wood Smith, great acting in this, but he is the main villain. He's basically a cop killer and his his evil scheme is just to ruin the city of where is this Detroit, Chicago, Chicago, Detroit. I don't remember, Bruh. You <laughs> you watched it twenty minutes ago. I I watched <laughs> a good chunk of it yesterday, and then finished the remaining thirty minutes. And my mind is only focused on the last thirty minutes. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's like a goldfish. Where he remembers it like 20 seconds ago and then it, his mind is a blank slate. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> Ooh. And then who else do we have? Nancy? Well, we ha- what? No, we have Dickie. We have this guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, explain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we have Dick Jones. He is the CEO of Omnicorp, this uh, organization who is basically privatized the police precinct there. And so he and Bob Morton are kind of enemies in this movie, which there's a lot of corporate corporate espionage in this movie. So they, they are kind of the main pillars of that aspect. But Dick Jones is not involved in the action as much. But we have one more character, Officer Lewis, played by Nancy Allen. Oh, Dick Jones is played by Ronnie Cox, by the way. I feel like Ronnie Cox. There's no way because that Ronnie Cox is the name of the tow truck driver that helped me and Kegley when I was stranded in Greensville when Pickle broke down my car. Ronnie, Ronnie Cox. Ronnie Cox. His name was Ronnie Cox. Maybe, maybe, it was <laughs> maybe it was him. He he's literally my phone wallpaper. <laughs> Case made this the funniest montage of Ronnie Cox because we took pictures of him secretly, and it is literally still, it is literally still my home wallpaper. There, he, I mean, I remember, I remember looking is, yeah. at that. He's still there, Ronnie Cox, gone but not forgotten. So wow. yeah, Ronnie Cox, that's so funny. I I just made that connection. Wow. <laughs> uh, so then you have Officer Lewis. She's another police officer. She kind of helps out Murphy when he first starts in the police force. And he's basic. She, excuse me, is played by Nancy Allen. I don't know what else she's from. She's kind of one note. I mean, she helps Murphy, a.k.a. Robocop, quite a few times in this movie. So, yeah, definitely a good character. But everyone, else, uh, that's pretty much it, right? Any any other notable characters? Um, No, I think you covered them all, I think. Well, besides that, who's the other guy? There's another guy part of the part of the robotics um innovation team the old man no he had brown hair he was like younger he was like the vp of something huh well he's the one that started no not was it bob yeah bob Um, was the one that introduced the idea of robocop okay okay Uh, okay 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 um yeah we're we're really prepared for this yeah (laughs) Um, so yeah so those are listen i'll draw your memory don't worry about it no 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 it was him it was him it just it's just so weird because he looks totally different current day because he's bald now <laughs> oh bald knob is he still alive 
Um, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, he's. He, oh, just kidding. He uh, he passed away. <laughs> Frick. A few years ago. Rest in peace. Oh, but he did look familiar. He's in NCIS LA. Who? What? Miguel Ferrer. He he's Mom. in NCIS LA. Yeah. I thought LL Cool J. Oh, he's he must be the other guy then. Yeah, he's like the director at that. Um, oh, I thought he was LA the place. I thought he was the white guy next to LL Cool J. No, 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 no. That's someone That's, else. Okay, but yeah. he's the okay. Maybe I have seen him from that. Mm-hmm. Wow, rip That's in how... peace. All right, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do an in memoriam. This episode is dedicated to Miguel Ferber. I guarantee Ferber. you, I'm not saying that right. Ferber <laughs> hardly know her. Oh crap. <laughs> Stop. Crap. We gotta stop. This is an in memoriam segment. All these but characters. This episode is dedicated to him. <laughs> okay. Like we should. That that's our. Fir- oh, also, by the way, it's Harrison Ford's birthday today. Oh no way! I didn't know that. This that... Th- this episode could not be more off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> this is a full disclosure. Uh, full disclosure spinoff. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy. Shall we Already. actually get into the action scenes? The, the nah, stuff that I, people want to hear. I, I think we're think, done. I think we're done. I think we can call it a day. Let's tap out, you know, Miguel Ferber. He he did this is his episode, and we are disgracing him. Oh gosh. All right. All right let's, so let's, let's start. Focus, let's start. Focus. Let's, focus. Center Archie. Center Archie. Focus oh, and Let's, I should uh, I should not have done those shrooms. Holy crap! What happened? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> oh man! All right, so RoboCop. That's the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so basically, oh, focus, this, focus. the premise is the premise is it is I believe in modern day, quote unquote, right? AKA nineteen eighty seven, and. Oh. We're in a period of time where the city of, I want to say it's Detroit, but it might be Chicago. Anyway, a crime-ridden city. So basically, it's kind of like Gotham City in a way, except real life. And so everybody's, you know, shooting each other and, and, and dying and, and, and robbing. So the police need to be, they need to step up. And so this company called Omnicore, they somehow bought the police and now they own the police. And so they are employing these robots this brand new fancy tech to replace police officers but also do the job better and so the first action scene comes from the presentation of a robot called ed209 which is their prototype for a cop that doesn't need to have a human in it um so it's completely robotic and long story short, this scene, the, the, this robot thing, how would you describe it? It has two legs. Uh, you know, you it know, ri- one of those. reminded uh, me of like one of those Star Wars drones, not drones, droids. Or I don't know. They're not even droids. People, um, they're in the machine in those Star Wars. You know, those, those tall, um, it was in Battle of Hoth. I think so. The snow scene, the tall-looking um, drones that they use the the rappy, they get in like in the uh, speeder jet thingy, and they wrap around their legs. Oh, the orange and white ones with the the fighter pilot. Um, yeah, yeah. 
That's um, okay. That's an interesting let me, comparison. Let me look up what they. Uh... <laughs> okay, so okay, you know what? We'll go with what that. They're called. We'll go with we'll that. Co- what they're called hold i believe on, they're on. called not they're not x-wings they are uh the tall ones like the tall ones the with tall like tall ones the meat on the side <laughs> the meat what are you Sorry. talking about <laughs> i need uh i need to really zone in on this podcast what? there's a ship with meat on are you talking about the tauntaun no. are you talking about the actual creature no 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 no, no. i if i knew the name <laughs> oh gosh what is happening what wh- what are you looking up i want to know what you're looking up right now are you looking up i'm are looking, you looking up, up... <laughs> star wars battle of Hoth. <laughs> um i guess droids um star wars battle of hoth droid looks like a spaceship with meat on the side <laughs> <laughs> not meat on the side it's like center meat <laughs> center meat Okay, you're describing a barbecue smoker. <laughs> this is too funny. <laughs> Ooh, we are not getting this podcast done in, in an hour. <laughs> oh, it's going to take a while. I'm going to pass out of exhaustion in this closet. I'm literally in this closet sweating. I'm already sweating. <laughs> Um, you're just gonna hear I'm dead just, silence on my I'm, end, <laughs> and I'm just gonna be laying on the floor in a puddle of my own sweat. Mason, you up? <laughs> uh, I, okay, right. I'm just gonna say Did the battle. Of, <laughs> I can't find the name of them, but I'm just gonna say the Battle of Hoth. Um, those machines that were the the bad machines that the the force they do take down. Um, by wrapping their, their. Uh... Are you talking about the ATAT? Maybe I think that might be the Are name. Are you talking about the? Okay, I thought you were talking about the the rebel pilots, but you're talking about the the empires thing, right? Yeah, empires. That's the ATAT. Yep. Yeah, the big thing walking on four legs. Okay. 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 Yes, ATAT. What, <laughs> what the funk were you saying about meat? Like... And what meat. also, what are we even describing right now? <laughs> Let's take it from the top. Let's start over. We're describing the, <laughs> the enforcement droid. Oh, 209. yes. Yes. ED 209. ATAT. Yeah, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. It reminds me of ATAT, but it doesn't yes. really look similar. It just it's just very. Me of it's it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's reminiscent of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So it gets basically it malfunctions. First of all, it's only I would say one and a half times the height of a human, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that tall. It was just like kind of uh, muscular, buff looking. Yep. He's I mean, been he's been hitting leg day. Yeah, the arms and legs were very like potatoy. <laughs> <laughs> what well, the... what is it with food? <laughs> I don't know. Are you hungry? <laughs> no, I had <laughs> I had the multi-grain chips. I'm good. Okay, so this ED209 droid looks like meat and potatoes, and it basically focus. <laughs> 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 he goes oh. off on this <laughs> on the he presenter. Got... No, no, no. They're presenting that the uh 
209 droid and they they make one of the guys present as if he was like um a villain and so like they have um showcase what it's what what it would do if like someone drew a gun on one of those droids mm-hmm. and the droid like malfunctions slightly and ends up um shooting the guy that was uh presenting because like after he dropped down the gun so the the droid is is programmed where if someone draws a weapon on them he says like you have 15 seconds to drop your weapon um something along the lines of that and so he put the gun down and he's like point blank like not a threat anymore but the droid malfunctions and he ends up launching his like sequence of actually taking down a criminal and so he like unleashes his i would say like his cannons he per- his arms are pretty much his cannons in my opinion and he he shoots like i don't know 20 30 shots into this guy nonstop. <laughs> dude he goes sicko mode like <laughs> i don't know what this robot was thinking oh but, yeah <laughs> i mean this guy was just I mean, this the human's chest, you know, chunks of flesh are falling off. I mean, it is mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. So this mm-hmm. is like one of the first scenes in the movie anyway. So it kind of sets the tone for the rest of it as far as how much blood is going to be in it and the, the over-the-top violence. But yeah, mm-hmm. even when he's dead, like laying on this table, he's still shooting at him. Oh, yeah. And then, it, and then <laughs> they, they pull the plug after three minutes of nonstop shooting. They didn't realize, hey, let's just unplug it. <laughs> They didn't realize that. And so the guy dies. And then Dick Jones, the the head honcho, I guess, he says, oh, but this is a temporary setback. So that kind of tells you all you need to know about Dick Jones. And Bob Morton, the other guy, thinks the same way. So that kind of mm-hmm. is the first scene. I really like the effects of ED-209. Yet again, it's stop motion, just like we saw from Terminator. This was very prevalent in the time. This, this <clears throat> movie also has a lot of similarities to Terminator 2, which we'll get into. But this robot was very, it just seemed robotic. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I was um, shocked at first. I was like, what is this robot going to do? <laughs> and then he just kills an innocent guy. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you could tell that guy wanted to be like, he wanted to get a raise. He was like volunteering to to do the te- to be the test subject and stuff. He was like, oh, if I do this, I'll get in with the bosses. I'll be good. I'll be CEO in no time. And then he gets he gets killed by a robot. So that's the first scene. So the next scene, we're calling it Murphy v. Boddicker round one. So Murphy is this guy. He has a kid and a wife, and he's new to the Detroit police force. And so he is paired with Officer Lewis, who's, you know, the woman we mentioned earlier and they are on the scene they're called to the scene of a robbery or you know there's been a robbery in progress and it turns out that clarence boddicker has stolen a lot of money with his four goons or so and they're in a van traveling down the highway and so one thing you have to know about clarence boddicker so he is described as a cop killer he has killed at least 30 cops already that's the background we get of his character. So he's a real, he's a real nice guy. Wouldn't you say? Real nice guy. Give him real a nice chance. guy. Give him a chance. But, <laughs> but absolutely just destroys cops. And so he's a real baddie. 
And so he's kind of like <laughs> the main villain of this movie. Mm-hmm. And so now Murphy and Lewis, after a little small talk, there's a little uh, sexual tension, too, if you ask me. You know, they're getting coffee together and they, they have these <laughs> this this little exchange. But if you watch the movie, you'll understand. But yeah, so now they're in the car and they're driving. Lewis is driving and Murphy's in the passenger seat. And Murphy, they, they well, they catch up to the van and, you know, they kind of sneak up to it. They the uh, Clarence opens the back door of the van, giving a clear shot at the cop car. And but Murphy shoots one of the guys in the leg. And so, you know, he's bleeding. And then, you know, Lewis sneaks around the van so they're they can't be shot at on the side. And then eventually they get back behind them. And Clarence throws Bob, poor Bob, not the same Bob as the, the business guy, but a, a different Bob. Clarence throws Bob out of the moving van onto the cop car. And he says, can you fly, Bobby? And he just throws him on the cop car. Bob lands on the windshield of the cop car. The cop car swerves over. And, you know, to catch up with them, this is so funny. The cops aren't even worried about this guy. (laughs) They fling him off. So they, (laughs) Lewis does like this 360 no scope spin in the middle of the highway. And she flings the body of Bob off the car and just continues after the van. Mm -hmm. I guess that's that's standard for behavior in Detroit, but yeah, Bob (laughs) is definitely dead. Bob is definitely dead. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't make it out. (laughs) No, he didn't make it out, but that gave enough time for Clarence and the rest of the goon squad to get away from uh, the cops. And so they are at this old mill. I really love this mill. I can't really describe it too much. It's it's kind of a, it's kind of a quasi, uh, you know, manufacturing plant, but also a water mill at the same time. There's like a little shack there too, and it's all muddy on the outside. It's really it's a really good set piece. I think. I know you like the the background and stuff of scenes, so I'm sure you appreciated that too. It was very like, what is it? it was not it wasn't like scary, but it it, it did fit the scene. Um, very like oh, it's escape type of scenario of oh this is our rendezvous point where the bad guys will just recoup from there if they ever get caught or that's like their hangout spot or their main base and so uh, yeah i i thought it was like very it was was a i wouldn't say super rundown area but it was just like a warehouse um factory type vibe where they're just camping out right Um, you know they've got a they've got a tv set up in there and everything so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. feels like home (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's home totally home um but yeah after for that so they they escape over there and then so that you got the two cops going back at them um and in this so they they split up and the the girl lewis she finds one of the henchmen and this guy is like peeing on like something i think he's just peeing on like uh, a machine or something like there's no bathroom <laughs> Yeah, what is the what kind of a bad guy lair is this? There's no bathroom. I don't know. I was like, what is he doing? Um, but it's like yeah, peeing she... on your grandma's rug in the living room. Like, why would you <laughs> family heirloom? I I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Like like out of the ordinary, like uh, it was very like like you don't just pee anywhere in the in the factory, and he just chose this one spot, and he's just minding his own business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I guess if you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of just leads up to, so she's like, she finds this one goon and she's like, 
she's like freeze um and you know she tries to like scare him saying like oh you're under arrest um and so he so like with his so he's peeing right and then so obviously his business was hanging out there (laughs) Mm, he was hanging that magnum dong (laughs) (laughs) and and so he was like well do you mind if i like zip up and stuff um and she's like okay and so when he's like approaching uh to zip up his flyers i think he like uppercuts lewis lewis goes flying off the stairs and like I don't know. Yeah, she, yeah, she goes a over stairs a railing. Down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, goes yeah. over a railing and falls into convenient, I don't know, like, like rice bags or something. <laughs> and she gets knocked out. She's this like, is, you know, she had it coming, though. Yeah. She had it yeah. coming. She looked at his dong. <laughs> and that was the moment. I mean, he distracted her and, and she paid the consequence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so now now Lewis is is down and out. She's down bad on, on this mission, and so now she left Murphy. Yeah, she left Murphy by himself with four other guys somewhere hidden in the mill, and just all because of a a, a little peep at the cock. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> so now Murphy uh, comes across these two guys who are watching a sitcom on the TV. Just, just you know, it looked like my TV. Now it's like two inches wide, and. Um, <laughs> And so he walks up to them and, and Murphy probably says something, you know, cool. He's like, put it up partner or something. And then literally the guy on the, no, 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 no. They start, they start, uh, they pull out their guns and then Murphy shoots one of the guys and kills him. And then the other guy kind of is like, you know how when you're with two guys and one of them's like, oh yeah, don't, don't shoot or I'll shoot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Murphy kind of drops his weapon and then Murphy gets surrounded by all the other goons, including the guy that was hanging dong in the previous <laughs> scene. And then out of the out of the shadows, we get Clarence Boddicker on the scene, the head honcho. He's really menacing. I have to give it up for the acting. I mean, I don't mm. know what you, what you thought of the villain in this, but I mean, he was just stellar. Every line he had just reeked of of evil and raunchiness, and he was just a nasty guy. No, no signs of mercy or anything. Mm-hmm. he's very so, like cutthroat like no no well i mean he, he had pretty good emotion but like no empathy yeah um, right exactly good yeah good point yeah yeah um and so yeah he's very very evil scary looking like don't want to mess with him and he he's like head honcho he calls all the shots and literally yeah, yeah. so <laughs> when he does so when he does arrive to with all his goons now they're like who is this murphy guy he he orders them to line up and so like all the guys are lined up to like take them down and so they all pull out their i think they all had shotguns and they pretty much go all out on murphy <laughs> well they first well first they shoot murphy's right hand and so you have yeah, clarence like, clarence does that yeah. yeah yeah okay so his murphy's hand is exploded obviously um, you got blood dripping everywhere. You can it's see the bone. Cool I saw. I it's... saw that little. Yeah, you can see like the bone of his arm, of what was remaining there. That was pretty cool. Stumpy. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then then they blow off his other arm. So now he has no arms, and he's just um, in pain, pretty much uh, like yelling in pain. And and for me, I was like, I was like, how's he not like? How did it? Like I know you can lose both arms, but 
I guess like if you don't lose enough blood yet, you don't die instantly. You kind of just bleed out. Um, but in my head, I was like, how is he not dead yet? <laughs> well, especially after the firing squad just lays into him. <laughs> yeah. And so eventually, yeah, all the goons just go 100% at him. Like they shoot pretty much all the rounds of their guns at him. And so you have like blood flying everywhere you have chunks flying everywhere you have like you can see like the bullet holes in murphy um and 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 somehow somehow murphy survives it just slightly (laughs) uh and then eventually clarence get his he has his one final shot i think he uses his pistol in his in his pocket yep and so clarence eventually headshots murphy and ends him um, I did. I, I'll be honest. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> I mean, the main the main character dies, you uh-huh. know, in the first 30 minutes of the movie. It, uh-huh. it didn't make I was just I was just blown away, really, just like Murphy was. I mean, just absolutely. It was a good scene, though. I got to mm-hmm. say the way they did this, it's just so over the top. But yet it's so it's so rich in gore and, and blood. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I loved it. Pretty yeah. good. It was it was so like. I don't think you like something from recent movies I've seen like that has I've never seen something like that. So it was was very good. Like that scene couldn't have been any better to like leading up to how Murphy becomes Robocop. (laughs) Right. And there's no you know what the thing is, the thing that separates it from most movies is, especially nowadays, there's no CGI blood. I mean, they they had his stump there. Obviously, (laughs) you know, he, he didn't actually get his hand blown off. But yeah, it was just the practical effect of it just makes it so much more real than if it, that was CGI. So uh, y- y- there's there's a certain charm to these 80s movies, especially with the practical effects that really just set it above everything else that comes mm-hmm. after kind of. So. So, yeah. So now speaking of the boardroom scene from earlier, after that whole malfunction with ED 209 ED, wait, doesn't that stand for erectile dysfunction? <laughs> ED is that? Yeah. What a great name. <laughs> I, from now on, we're calling it erectile dysfunction. <laughs> I, I, just, I, ref, I just, in my notes, I said 209 droid. Yeah, yeah. I wrote ED, but the first time, and then the rest of the time, it's just 209. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so erectile dysfunction, he malfunctioned. <laughs> oh, I guess he dysfunctioned. And so, <laughs> and so the boardroom members are like, well, what are we going to do? I mean, he's already contracted with the, the government and stuff. And mm-hmm. Bob Morton, coming in clutch, he was like, Oh, uh, yeah, well, I don't, I have a, I have a RoboCop idea just out of the blue. He's like, yeah, I have a RoboCop idea. I don't know if it'll work or not. So Murphy's dead. And this is the perfect opportunity to try out this tech because this tech, it's this whole suit. It's literally a RoboCop. It's another cyborg type creature uh, or amalgamation of different things. And so, yeah, so it just has, you know, you know, the classic, aim assist in the infrared vision much like the terminator did uh with his costume and so well i guess not costume but i guess it's just tech the tech Mm -hmm. at the time but it's really cool the design is cool Uh, so he can like he has a gun hidden in his uh what do you call that the region of your body your thigh it's his his thigh outer outer thigh yeah so he can Mm -hmm. hide the gun it like collapses out and then he can grab the gun and do stuff so that's kind of where the, the origin of the suit is or, or of RoboCop is because of Omnicore and 
Bob Morton saying, yeah, let's, let's, let's test this out on this Murphy guy. And so what I liked, this is not an action scene, but I liked how while Murphy's on the bed being operated on the camera angles, it's 10 solid minutes of just us as the audience viewing what Murphy would see in the suit as far as the outside world around him. So like the scientists would come up and they'd, you know, they would toggle with his his sight and stuff. And so I really enjoyed that aspect of the cinematography. I think the director, that was a really good choice on his part to kind of just give us a slice of life of what it was to be Murphy. Mm -hmm. And then like from like what you said, like you get a POV shot of if he was laying down and like all the doctors looking right down at him. Yeah. So I think when they were doing that operation on him, he he. It, it shows like a bunch of like flashbacks of him and his family, like at home. And like one of the signature things that Murphy has is uh, like, he spins this gun um, in a circle, like from the, uh, the handle. And that's actually from like a TV. I think it was a TV commercial that one of his, like his it was son a was show. Watching. Yeah. The, the, oh, okay. It was a show. Yep. Um, it was like something TJ laser. TJ laser. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah um and so he i i thought that was cool murphy um kind of like adapted that because of his uh his son was watching it that's a good point because it does mm-hmm. show that murphy still has some humanity left even though he has the suit on right, so i right. think that's a good point because even as he is robocop he still twirls the gun and puts it in that that mm-hmm. thigh holder so yeah good point i i'm glad you mentioned that so yeah that's kind of like the the whole emotional crux of murphy's arc is kind of dealing with his son and kind of the loss of him and the the wife. And so actually we never actually see them. They're only in flashback. Yeah. The, it was like two different times we get to see them that first yeah. beginning flashback. And then the other, the other time in later in the movie, when it kind of like continues on of the flashback. Uh, yep. So, mm-hmm. so what's next as far as the action goes is there's just a montage of, uh, robocop showing off his abilities and stopping crime kind of like when batman first gets his suit and then he's just kind of going around and stopping muggers and stuff that's kind of the mm-hmm. vibe i got from robocop in these next few scenes so mm-hmm. the first one's a robbery scene where there's two, an old couple in a gas station they own this local mom and pop shop and this guy comes in he's like give me all your money you know classic robber stuff and believe it or not robocop comes in from the door and he's kind of like I forget. I forget what he says. He's probably just shouts expletives or something. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. And then RoboCop just kind of stands there as the robber just shoots him with a semi-automatic weapon. <laughs> I guess it was a semi-automatic. And I mean, yep. just bullets are are ricocheting everywhere. And RoboCop just walks up once the gun is empty and just bends the barrel of the gun. What a flex! Yeah. I mean, what <laughs> a flex! And so then the robber tries to get away and you know, RoboCop sticks out his arm and the guy goes flying into the egg refrigerator, which to yeah. me, it was a waste of eggs. Um, <laughs> I like, you know, eggs. those eggs could have been used for they your egg been sandwich. <laughs> I counted at least 12 dozen <laughs> that he broke. So yes, no mercy. No, no mercy. And that was kind of the mm-hmm. first, foray of what you know what what was expected to come in the later parts of the movie so that kind of gave us a a good glimpse of it um and so then there's the next scene which is really kind of hard to watch 
<laughs> basically these two guys who are trying to how do I say, have their way with a woman. Uh, they just left a bar. And so, you know, there's a lot of kissing and cutting of hair and whatnot. And then RoboCop strolls up in his suit again. You get, by the way, is it funny to see him drive a car? I thought it was, I, mean, cool. I don't think it was funny. I thought it was cool. <laughs> it is cool. No, it's definitely cool. It's just funny to picture a robot driving another machine. Oh, uh, 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 I don't yeah, know. I, yeah. I, I just kind of found it funny. It's kind of like, oh, your dog is driving your car now. Yeah. It's but, like, it's like Optimus yeah. Prime driving a f- tractor trailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so these, these two guys are, you know, kind of roughing up this woman and you know robocop's like let her go and um and they're like what are you gonna do you can't you, you know how hostages when people hold somebody hostage they have a gun to their head and they keep right. the hostage in front of their body that's kind of mm-hmm. what happened here i didn't expect the way that this played out i'll be honest so oh, yeah. This woman, <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't either no oh. so this woman is wearing a dress and so he, you know, obviously you can't shoot the guy in the head because it's too close to the woman. And so RoboCop literally shoots at the dress, but it goes through the woman's thighs, I guess. You know, there's, you know, there's a hole there. And he shoots the guy behind her in the crotch. And then you can just see all this blood on his crotch. <laughs> he falls to the ground. And then RoboCop says, your move, creep. <laughs> So what a what a great line. That was a good scene. I, I I it was really cool to see that Robocop, you know, delivered justice in that scenario. Yeah, I um I like that scene. They're creative with the the shot, uh the crotch shot. <laughs> <laughs> um and they, I guess the the other henchman that was there, I, I I yeah, he doesn't he doesn't get shot at, but I guess he's just like super spooked out. He like panics. Bro, and... I'd I'd be I'd be freaked out too yeah yeah and yeah and so that was like one of the little cut scenes um yeah and then there's one more which you can go into yeah so and then we have like the last last like little collection of little scenes so we have yeah so there's this um so the mayor is the mayor of the town is being held hostage and there's this guy who works also with the mayor um he he has the mayor and then also like a handful of hostages as well and he has like a gun and he's like demanding oh he demands his job back i'm pretty sure he says something along the lines that he wants his job back um and so then he'll like release everybody that he's holding hostage um and so robocop comes in he you know he drives up he walks into the building that all the hostages are at and he's like scanning where where the hostages are are and we get to see a little little hidden ability with robocop um so we get to see like him using his heat sensor i i believe yeah yeah i forget the term yeah i forget something thermal something yeah um so he we get a point of view where like if he's like scoping out the place he can like see heat signatures through walls and so we we saw like oh the the five or so people's heat signatures um and so he so the the politician um he's like talking to the cops outside the window um he has the person like strangled up and he's like you know has the gun next to his uh the hostage's head and we get to see robocop he he like breaks through the wall right next to 
the um the criminal and like grabs him <laughs> and yeah that, that was pretty badass um grabs he grabs the guy through the wall and then he punches him through the window um and falls out the building <laughs> yeah he falls all- right to where all the other cops are below and the news people and stuff yeah yeah and so it's just perfect way to um save the day you know just, that was a funny scene too yeah and just huck him out the window <laughs> And it was funny when the the guy, you know, the guy that's holding hostages, he was negotiating with the police and right. he wanted a car. And the, the cop was asking him, he, he was like, uh, well, do you want it with, you know, with AC or, 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 or what? You know, and there's just all these different stipulations. I thought that was funny. Um, uh-huh. Fun fact, though, for this scene. So, you know how they filmed the infrared, the heat vision stuff? Mm-hmm. So I remember looking this up and apparently... They had this fluorescent paint, this body paint on the actors. Mm. They were nude and they just used a black light to film the scene. So it would show the oh. paint looking like that. So that was that a pretty sense. cool technique. Yeah. The director was like, yeah, it's cheaper that way instead of actually getting a, uh-huh. a red camera or whatever. So, but yeah, that's mm. that, that was kind of a funny behind the scenes BTS type thing. Mm hmm. So, um, so yeah, yeah, so that ends, that kind of ends the, the charade of, you know, oh, let's show RoboCop's abilities. They've all, they were all really cool. All three of them. It showed like a different aspect. He's also got the intellect. Uh, he's got the different skills as far as the infrared goes. And he, he's just an all around great guy. <laughs> he's a real nice guy. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Ooh. so then it cuts to a scene at a gas station where this one is a little more charged as far as plot wise because the the guy that is holding up this gas station is a um it's one of the goons one of the goons that clarence yeah yeah that clarence employed yep yeah so So, the goon was um wasn't he robbing he was robbing the gas station as well right he was yeah yeah free gas and like oh fill it up blah 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 and yeah, yeah yeah that's right that's right he was like yeah, he was trying to. Yeah, he was trying to rob the gas station, and I, yeah, I remember the uh, the tenant that was there. He was like some college kid. He's reading some like textbook, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so he he's robbing the the gas station, filling up his motorcycle, and RoboCop rolls through, and he is there obviously to, to take down the crime. And when he's uh, when he's talking to the goon, he notices that. It was one of the same guys that that was part of Clarence's gang back in the warehouse scene, and I think they showed flashbacks, right? They 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 showed flashbacks of him, and that's how he made the connection, right? Well, yeah. So so the the skinhead guy or whatever the goon skinhead. Was like, <laughs> he told RoboCop, he was like, "You you're dead. We literally killed you like two days ago," <laughs> and the RoboCop's like, "Huh." <laughs> you know like he he's kind of questioning his reality and you know right like it's kind of like a cyborg becoming sentient almost mm-hmm, he's tapping mm-hmm. into that murphy side yeah so yeah so that's that's when kind of the memory started flooding him and um but yeah so then i guess some shooting breaks out right yeah so eventually uh, yeah that's what happened so after he was like oh we killed you blah 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 um he quickly like jumps onto his motorcycle and like steers away. Um, RoboCop was like, okay, well, I'm just going to shoot you 
um, while you're driving away. So he like lands a couple of shots onto the motorcycle. Motorcycle like spins out and flips. Um, And then the guy that was on it, he like, um, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm missing a point. I'm missing a point. So the best part. Yeah, yeah. Before before the guy runs off on his motorcycle. um, So he yanks the the gas um, out of his motorcycle and it's like spilling everywhere. And so when he's like jumping onto his motorcycle ready to leave, he um, he lights up a cigarette and throws it onto the uh, the gasoline that's like spraying everywhere on the ground. And so that like, hopefully RoboCop like burns, but that obviously doesn't do anything. So he throws the he throws his uh, cigarette onto the, the gasoline. The whole gas station like blows up. Um, you oh, get yeah. to see this giant fire, just slow-mo uh... explosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get Robocop the... walking away like a Power Ranger walking away from the boss battle after they kill the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's what I that's what I kind of referred it to as. Um, so yeah, after the explosion, Robocop just like walks out the fire like it was nothing um, and starts shooting at the goon that ran off on his motorcycle. And so he lands a couple shots onto the motorcycle. The motorcycle like spins out and yeah. And so I think well, he gets I, I, he drives into yeah. another car. He drives into a parked car, oh, and okay, okay, then okay. the guy just gets flung like a uh-huh. rag doll. Mm-hmm. And then doesn't he say something to him like he like chokes him or something? Can't remember. Yeah, he's like, "Who are you working for?" Blah blah blah, uh, okay. all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, and then that's how he gets his like. Well, he uses that knowledge back to the police, um, and kind of like learns more how he got killed uh eventually in the database yeah yeah this scene was a this scene was the turning point of the film as far as the plot wise because Mm -hmm. now it's kind of the rest of the film deals with how murphy is dealing with his lack of humanity i guess and just being in the suit and also we're trying to figure out you know where clarence is what he's up to why he's doing the things he's doing so that's kind of that's kind of the main crux of the movie. So this is where it kind of turned for me, at least. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. So then uh, there's a there's I, I'm calling it the techno noir scene because <laughs> if you remember from last week's episode in the Terminator, there's a scene where the Terminator is inside of a kind of like a rave club looking for Sarah Connor, and I got mm-hmm. the same vibe from this scene. You know, it's all uh, red neon, and RoboCop is looking for one of not Crandall. What's what the, Clarence. Clarence? Clarence is yeah, henchmen. Clarence's yeah. goons. Yeah, yeah. And so one of them, played by Ray Ray. Uh, crap, I forgot his last name. Ray. We'll call him Ray. Um, <laughs> he okay. was in Twin Peaks as Sarah's Sarah Palmer's uh, dad, which was I love that show. Anyway, um, but yeah. So so Ray is in this club just chilling, and RoboCop shows up, and he's trying to find out where Clarence is, and Ray kicks RoboCop in the groin. And it's one of those like classic slapstick type situations where, <laughs> you know, if you kick something hard and then you grab your foot and go, oh, nah, 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 you know, you, you start cussing and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, so that was kind of, yeah, I definitely, it was all right. That was, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was all right. It, it was fine. It, it just added a, a little side, it's for the side kids. humor. It's, yeah, it's yeah. For the, even though it's an R-rated movie, mm-hmm. and there's, it's for the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so, yeah, so then eventually uh, RoboCop literally pulls Ray out of the club by his hair. 
yeah that was a that was uh, another flex that i enjoyed too mm-hmm. yeah that was um and and like it just eventually just let up because after because he's just trying to find more information of who clarence was and where he where is like what who is he and like where is he um and so yeah he was just i think it was just only one goon he like found right he didn't find anybody yeah. else yeah it was just him okay so yeah he finds that one goon in the techno war <laughs> techno <laughs> techno noir yep and yeah. so then it cuts to clarence showing up well it actually cuts to bob morton uh, snorting mm-hmm. cocaine off of a, a hooker's boobs or whatever and so <laughs> yep. so this movie definitely earns its r rating but then clarence shows up at bob's house remember bob is the not ceo of v, but vp of omnicorp who mm-hmm. made robocop and so clarence is there and <laughs> this scene this this line he literally walks in he says bitches leave <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could not. I was, it was so funny. Um, yeah. So they leave, and then it's just Bob and Clarence. And Clarence doesn't waste any time. He shoots Bob in both legs twice. So he, you know, two bullets in each leg, and you know, blood is everywhere, flesh is everywhere. You can kind of see bone a little bit. And so Ray is like, "Why are you?" Or excuse me, Bob is like, "Why are you doing this to me? I don't understand." Mm-hmm. And then Clarence is like, well, I'm actually working for Dick Jones, your boss at Omnicorp. And mm-hmm. so that's like kind of the big reveal of the movie that Dick Jones <laughs> is kind of pulling the, oh. Sorry. <laughs> God bless you and God bless America. Thank you. But So, yeah. Anyway, where, where, yeah, you derailed me, bro. I was in such a good, oh. He was just like, sorry, I'm working for the boss. Uh, surprise. Um, I'm going to take you down and like, He's actually bad and like going to use, um, yeah. So basically, for for bad, like bad, like for evil, not not for good use. Yeah, right. And plus, Dick Jones and Bob Morton were kind of beefing anyway. It was like Mm -hmm. McGregor and Poirier all over again. So, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where we leave off. And then literally, Clarence just blows up Bob's house in spectacular Mm -hmm. fashion. I thought that was pretty cool. He mm-hmm. just leaves yep. the grenade there with him and then kablooey. But yeah, that's um that's this is another turning point. And so then Clarence shows up at this Coke manufacturing plant. And I'm not talking about Coca-Cola, I'm talking about the drug. And <laughs> he's talking with a guy, he's like, Yeah, you know, I need your help with something, blah, blah, blah. You know, they're trying to make a deal. And then Robocop shows up. Well, this is this leads to one of the best action scenes in this movie. You've got at least 20 people, both with Clarence and also with the, the, the Coke plant, you know, they're also working right. on the, the drugs and stuff. And so they're equally bad. And so RoboCop literally just comes in 420 blazes. Everybody. I mean, they, <laughs> he lets them, he, he like busts down the barn door. That's, you know, that the whole plant is housed in and he busts down the door and he just comes in and just starts shooting. It's such a great, I don't know. I just, I really like the scene. Um, you know, he shoots, he shoots a guy that looks like Mario. Like if, if Mario. there was a live action Mario, uh, it would be that he shoots him. Um, that was a notable death. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't get any of Clarence's main goons. I don't think except the, the Asian guy, unfortunately <laughs> he goes out. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah. I, I was going to say the, um, so like, during the scene, um, like I was, I was pretty 
drawn into like what gun he uses. Um, so it's so I just looked up what type of gun Robocop uses. Um, and it's called a Beretta 9 93R. Um, mm. so it's it's a it's a gun, it's it's like your typical like handgun, but like the barrel is like a little bit extended and then it, it fires three round bursts. And so it, it kind of reminded me of a gun that was used in a Call of Duty game I used to play. Um, but during this like shootout, you could see like the three bullets hit every single person, like one, two, three, one, two, three, like putting holes into the people. Um, so it's just like shooting at once, but obviously you get three shots taken on you. And so it's kind of just like, he's just like one shotting every single guy. It was just like one after one. It was just kind of like dominoes. He was just going targeting every single one and yep. then taking everybody out. That was pretty cool. Mad and he's also got that aim assist too. So that also kind of helps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's hacking. <laughs> yeah. So in the meantime, you've got like Coke vials all over the place. And it's it, the whole room is literally caked in Coke. Mm-hmm. Let's say that five times fast. But yeah, so now everybody everybody's dead except Clarence. And Clarence is just standing there and he's he's willing to fight Robocop mano y mano, man to man. And Robocop throws Clarence through a few windows. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. Well, yeah, he also he um Clarence also spits and he spits on um Robocop's like uh what is it? Eyes? Visor type visor, visor. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> he's getting blood, old. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he, I, I guess that just kind of just like pisses him off, and then he starts throwing him into windows. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, if you could piss off Robocop, that would be it, that'd be the way to do it. So, yeah, yeah and then you know, now Clarence is all bloody and stuff, and I like this one because Robocop would have killed Clarence. I, I firmly believe that. But I think that's also Murphy in there. He I think Murphy would have killed Clarence. So this is just another side of Murphy's humanity shining through the suit because he's on, obviously on a revenge kick. Like he wants to kill Clarence for killing him, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so now RoboCop literally has his hand around Clarence's neck and Clarence is basically dead, almost dead. And in this screen that we get RoboCop's view again, and it says uphold the law. So that's one of his copley duties, I guess. And mm-hmm. so that kind of, uh, that, that kind of just stops him in his tracks. And then he brings Clarence in for questioning and due process, you know? Right. Yeah. He was, um, he, RoboCop was like choking Clarence, like pretty much on to death. Like, so, yeah, I mean, he like a few more seconds, he would be gone. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. He, yeah, he 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 milked every every single detail out of him. <laughs> yeah, of like who Clarence those... is working for, um, like who's bad, like what, like who's behind all of this, and so and then he was like strangling him, and then obviously his directives. Uh, we got to see that screen say "Uphold the law," um, and so it just eventually stops his killing. Uh, and turns him in so yep and so after clarence is in the police precinct robocop goes to omni tower to confront dick jones who he just found out was the main bad you know dick Mm -hmm. jones hired uh, clarence to kill people and so yeah so that's how this next action set piece is set up where it is i guess we'll call it 
ED erectile dysfunction 209 <laughs> versus RoboCop at Omni Tower. I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is this is kind of a good battle. I I, I could appreciate it. Yeah, I I I I personally like this one. Um, is is one of more my. Uh, I'd say this one was, if not the warehouse scene, but this scene was probably my favorite scene. I Interesting. All right. Well, I'll mm-hmm. let you describe it since you're more passionate about it than I. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's he's going down to Omni Omni Tower and um, going to arrest um, Mr. Dick Jones because now he knows that Dick Jones is um, the one behind everything. And so when he when RoboCop approaches Dick Jones, Dick Jones is just waiting to. He's just waiting casually for him because he knows RoboCop is coming for him. Um, so, he, you know, he like starts talking to RoboCop saying like, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to arrest me? Um, and right as RoboCop is about to like approach him, um, he starts to malfunction. And it's because his is like his fourth duty his fourth directive. It, it was actually like classified like in the beginning of the movie when they were talking about it. Um, so we get to see directive four, um, where it says like, um, if, if RoboCop like tries to arrest any senior officers, it's, it results in like a shutdown. Um, and so basically he, Dick was like, yeah, like you really thought that the person who created you was going to allow you to arrest people who made you and so they that's why they installed it into the system so if, if it does ever happen like that way um it wouldn't happen so like dick was able to escape um because his uh he had his 209 bot like also like i guess in the room next to him and he brings him out he's like yeah just um he tells he orders him to just pretty much wreck on robocop and so it's the 209 cop versus RoboCop. And like I said, RoboCop is like malfunctioning. So you can barely walk. His like vision is kind of like losing. He's like all wonky and dizzy. Um, and so it just be- begins with um, the 209 bot just shooting him through doors. And so one time he like gets splashed through another door and then shoots him through another door. <laughs> um, and then uh, he also like uppercuts uh, robocop through another door and so um robocop is like pretty much super weak now at the moment but he's able to actually um when 209 is about to start shooting at him he's able to like push his arm uh into his other arm and he shoots uh the 209 shoots like his other arm off because um, robocop was able to push it into him mm-hmm. um, and so he's able to Pretty much. So after that point, he was able to like escape from 209. Um, so down this staircase <laughs> and it's kind of a weird scene. It was like 209 didn't understand stairs or something. And so we kind of hesitated to go on, to, like go down the stairs for some reason. And I think he like trips. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. He just, <laughs> he just like trips just so... on the stairs. <laughs> It's like a and, kid learning to walk. It's like yeah, a toddler we, on the steps. And we both like put notes about this in the uh, doesn't pass the vibe check. But yeah, so 209, he trips on those stairs. And yeah, he, he trips on the stairs. And now he's laying on the ground. And he's like making this whining sound. <laughs> wah, wah. 
yeah that's but literally... yeah um then he pretty i'm pretty sure does does he i can't remember if he takes down that 209 or not no um, robocop just leaves yeah 209 okay, okay. is literally that's like a thought. turtle on its back yeah on the, okay. on the stairs um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah it was a very that scene was pretty cool i just thought that scene with with 209 just throwing robocop around because robocop was just like not functioning um like he couldn't he didn't have any like um power in him because he was like his malfunction was happening throughout the whole time and so he's kind of like the uh the weak the weak end of the fight and so yeah 209 was just throwing him through doors which i kind of like he was like oh robocop has no he has no chance on me so i might as well just kill him if i can <laughs> right yeah i mean it does show again i keep saying this but it, again it shows murphy's kind of persistence and willingness to kind of find out who he is by you know trying to survive this fight because if if murphy wasn't as strong outside of the suit he would not have gotten away i <laughs> firmly believe that yeah so yeah that's a good point yeah that's uh that's a good scene um so yeah i guess we'll move on to the next part so the this part is when so now RoboCop has escaped erectile dysfunction 209 and he's exiting the parking garage. He's outside, you know, where the cars are parked. And what does he see? He sees six or seven cop cars with their lights on and they have their headlights on and they're beamed at him. And there are at least, I would say, 30 cops, 30 cops minimum. And they're all have their guns pointed at RoboCop. And one of the cops is like, uh wait why are we why are we shooting him uh i thought he was a cop and one of the other cops i guess the one in charge he's like well i have orders that we have to shoot robocop and so they all just start going ham they start laying into him they start railing robocop with a barrage of bullets and so now he's slowly he's on the ground you know bullets are ricocheting everywhere and then he eventually crawls out to another level. He eventually escapes. He crawls out to another level of the parking garage where our friend, her name is Officer Lewis, if you remember, she was from the beginning. She was Murphy's partner when they first started. And so she comes, she rolls up. She's like, get in, hot shot. She doesn't actually say that. She, she says, all right, come on, you're coming with me. And so she grabs RoboCop and then they escape from the other police who are trying to track them down. And they go to the old mill where Murphy died at the very beginning or, you know, early on into the film. And so now they're at the same mill, still cool looking as ever. I really enjoy it. But this kind of so this is like the breather scene. This is where if you remember the Terminator from last week, we talked about how Sarah Connor and Reese kind of regrouped at the hotel in, you know, they're trying to escape from the Terminator himself. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this is kind of one of those. Just, hey, let's breathe. Let's talk a little bit. And then, you know, give the audience time to recount the events that just happened and get ready for the final part. So this is kind of like the breather. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> there is a they um, they had a they had a little romantic scene when I think Robocop was just like, oh, I remember she like gathered tools for him because he like requested it. And uh, I think it was like a, a drill. And he like puts the drill in his head to like unscrew his helmet, um, and we get to see like like the back half of his head is like all like parts robot mechanical parts. Yep. yeah yeah 
and then you see his front face like bare face but um that was such a cool effect <laughs> the the fact that they made us believe i mean i don't think there's any cgi i mean it literally looks like somebody's face skin was stapled onto a bunch of mechanical parts mm-hmm. so it actually looks like his face on you know robot parts i think it was a, such a good effect mm-hmm. and then i i can't remember were there flashbacks like was this the second time we got to see his family during this part yeah, probably. I think when he took the helmet off, he was kind of more human than not at that right. point. He was more Murphy than he was before. And so he kind of thought back to mm-hmm. his family. I don't think that was the part, though, because there is a part uh, that we didn't talk about that, you know, there's no action. But he does have a second round of flashbacks with his son and his wife. OK, so, so maybe that was the part. Yeah, I did yeah. remember that notes. We didn't talk. We <laughs> we completely right. just brushed by it. But he was like it was like him having. um or actually, well, I don't know if his flashbacks were happening, but it was like a, at one of the points he was like still he was like strapped up in the lab and he was having like this very like nightmare dreamish type thing. And that's when he like broke out of his like chair and like went rogue. Right. Um, kind of like Frankenstein. He just got up and kind of walked out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. So the only other thing in this little breather scene that I, I want to mention before you go on is mm-hmm. when robocop his kind of aim assist is off and he Mm -hmm. has to recenter his gun or whatever and lewis comes over she's like hey i can help you out with that (laughs) he's like thank you because he still has that robocop speech and so (laughs) she kind of stands behind him like you stand behind me when we're at the golf course and i'm trying to line up a putt or something yeah yeah you're right (laughs) on the my back like your stomach is on my back you're holding the club yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what Lewis and, and Robocop are doing. So there's kind of a romance, but not really. <laughs> it was jetpacking. It was jetpack. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Jet <laughs> jetpacking. I like it. Uh, yeah, she she pulls, you know, that that sly move of putting uh what was it? she like put her arm around his arm. So she, they were shooting baby food. <laughs> if you saw that, because yep. Robocop eats baby food. <laughs> That's his diet. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, they they have a little spark, I guess, or something. I don't know. So now he's able to aim now. And so that leads to the final scene, correct? They yes. re They, like, re... After, I guess he recalibrates. Um, so now he is... Now, like, since he needs to get... He still needs to capture Clarence and the goons. And so the goons actually... Well, it, there's a little quick night scene of Clarence and his goons like robbing places uh it's like the street of like they're just um vandalizing these like two or three shops um on the street they're at and so they're like throwing chairs and creating fires at these um stores and then uh I think Clarence rolls up to his goons and he brings them like these sniper explosive guns (laughs) they kind of looked well they, they look like snipers but like every single shot they like hit something something would explode <laughs> right the gun was literally as tall as the people were i yeah. mean it was that big <laughs> yeah and so they're just shooting everything that they saw on that street and then um it leads to the final showdown um between robocop and the um and the goons and so the goons actually go back to the warehouse that they were camping at and so from there 
the so like the goons all they, they have all their snipers out and so like all the goons like get out of the car except for one guy i think we what do we name him earlier in the in the podcast episode i called it, him a skinhead skinhead okay yeah so <laughs> skinhead stays in the car he stays in the truck but all the other guys they all walk out um so they're they're actually back at the warehouse trying to find them and so robocop is like actually on this like upper platform and so when the goons are kind of like looking around robocop actually like uh he like stumbles upon a piece of metal and he like throws it to like a direction opposite of the goons and so the goons start blowing up that like little corner that the piece of metal was like thrown at (laughs) (laughs) it was pretty cool they're just like they were like shooting i don't know five or ten times like at this little piece of metal they're like oh that's not him (laughs) yeah like what if a kid rolled up? Like what if it was a kid, just like an orphan kid, homeless kid, just looking? What if he would? <laughs> what if a little bird? What if birds were over there? Yeah. What if it was a bird? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fried chicken or something. Yeah. And RoboCop was like, "Looking for me." <laughs> <laughs> Such a good line. And, and so um, I think I think he lands one shot on one of the goons. I think it was, it was oh it was the uh is the african-american guy the guy with his uh magnum dong <laughs> yes, that was, yes that was the first guy he kills and Rip then magnum. and then i think so and then following that they the, like the goons like uh split up and so robocop is like um on the chase for them but then skinhead <laughs> comes <laughs> comes out from like i think he i think it was like for, yeah he was like further back and so he comes in with this truck and he like drives in into like it said like waste on the outside, so I, I assume it's like like a bunch of chemical waste. Um, and it's just like this big uh, bucket of waste. And so he drives into it, and then as you can see, you can just see like there's there's gallons and gallons of this steamy liquid. And I think it I think it was like it wasn't clear as well. I think it was like brownish. It was very gross looking. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was. I put in the notes. So RoboCop was standing in front of the toxic waste bin. Right. And then, so he's kind of pulled like a Matador type thing where the mm-hmm. van was driving towards him. But I, did he not see the toxic waste behind him? <laughs> what would you do if you hit him? I mean, you'd still have the same effect, but yeah. I guess RoboCop would be dead too or something. Yeah. But yeah, so that he, so Skinhead is now in the toxic waste. And I put in the notes, he looks like a booger mixed with the swamp thing. Like if they had sex. <laughs> and then had a baby that's what it would look like or remember the the blob thing from monsters versus aliens that animated movie the blue one uh i, f- I feel I like think, if he was yeah i don't know he 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 just looked like jello mixed with a booger mixed with the swamp thing that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what he looked like mm-hmm. so yeah so <laughs> so we so the, the the truck like blows up um or like melts and so we get to see skinhead like crawling out and yeah he's like very what i i wrote down he's very lumpy <laughs> lumpy yeah <laughs> um so like you can see like just like skin falling off and like it's just like very gross looking like he was he he was down bad <laughs> <laughs> and eventually um so while this is happening it, it kind of like at the same time so clarence he was like he got into his, like his getaway car so he escapes, but since Lewis, like Lewis and RoboCop, like they, they're both like, they're on their own path. And so Lewis is actually uh, in her car 
chasing down Clarence. And so at pretty much, uh, it was like a perfect moment where they're both, Clarence was heading one direction and Lewis is heading another direction. Lewis is able to uh, pretty much sideswipes Clarence's car. And so I wrote down, uh, so when they crash, uh, Clarence like barrel rolls into, I think it was like a, a little, it wasn't a ditch, but it kind of looked like a, like a water dam, I think. But it was also, it also was like a construction site because you could see a lot of debris and machines around the area. You mean debris? Debris. Yeah. <laughs> debris. <laughs> debris. I'm going to name my kid that debris. Uh-huh. Um, and so, <laughs> oh, oh. And then, another, <laughs> so while Clarence is driving, Clarence actually runs over Skinhead, who is uh, Mr. Lumpy as well. Yep. And so you could see like slime get plastered all over his windshield and that's oh, yeah. how he like um barrel rolls into the uh into the area. Well, that ain't that ain't slime. I think that's more <laughs> blood and guts. I mean, he literally just gets obliterated. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like bird poop splashing on a windshield. That's so, what kind of the effect. Mm-hmm. So, Lewis she so Clarence is now like his car is like flipped over in total and so he's like slowly crawling out of his car. Lewis the same thing. I think her car, yeah, her car was like pretty, pretty messed up as well. I'm pretty sure. No, she walked down the ravine. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, she parked at the top and she kind of walked down to see uh, what was up. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but while Clarence is like crawling out, he like lands, I think two or three shots onto her, hits her like uh, shoulders, I'm pretty sure. And, yep. and so she gets shot. And then so now she's on the ground like crawling. And then as as this p- takes place, Robocop comes out like the back corner of the area and surprises Clarence. Um, so now we have the like the final showdown between Clarence and um, Robocop. And so and while this is all taking place, there's like another goon that Robocop didn't like kill. And so he actually runs up. He runs up to like one of the machines that's like I forget. It's like a, a big hook. and It looks hook... like one of those claw machines that yeah. you see at Walmart. Right, right, right. So this guy, he's at, up at this claw machine that has debris in the claw. And so what he's doing is moving the claw and like pretty much going to place it on top of RoboCop any second. And so while RoboCop and Clarence are like exchanging words or whatever. Oh, yeah, they're like, Clarence was like, you're not going to kill me. You can't do that. <laughs> and some stuff like that. Um, he's pretty much get, uh, saying like, oh, you can't do that. You're a cop. You won't kill me. Uh, eventually. Do you remember Ro- Robocop's line? No, I don't. What, what do you say? Robocop says, I'm not arresting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. so from there. Yeah. So the henchman, he drops the debris onto Robocop. Uh, Robocop gets plastered by like just giant pieces of metal and so he is like he's buried under pieces of metal and so from there we get to see lewis who was still like crawling on the on the ground she actually picks up like one of those sniper guns that i mentioned earlier and blows up the the crane machine um and that henchman that was up in the uh upper level so that was cool we get to see that again (laughs) Yeah, that was a cool shot. That gun is so OP, though. 
I wonder what type of gun that is. Like, what? what? I'm sure it's an effect for the movie. Yeah, yeah. It has to be. <laughs> I was like, since when was this a like an actual weapon? But yeah, that was that was a cool scene. And then eventually, RoboCop. Um, he's still alive. RoboCop. You, we think like, oh, he's he's like destroyed now. But RoboCop actually is still alive and starts like moving, and Clarence like notices that, and so he actually grabs a um, a rod that's just like sticking out, and he he tries hitting RoboCop a couple of times, but eventually like RoboCop like kind of blocks it, and then eventually Clarence is able to like stab RoboCop. Um, he stabs him like in his chest, and so from there, after he gets stabbed. Robocop like makes a counter move and he has like this hidden I, I, I guess it's like a hidden spear or like a hidden it's not like a wolverine claw in his hand right yeah, yeah yeah and it's just like one very long nail and he stabs Clarence in the neck that was pretty cool yeah um, he ended him he's like oh <laughs> you see like the the blood gushing out of his neck uh it, the blood was going everywhere and so yeah, he was able to take down the bad guy or one of the bad guys at that final uh, action scene. Yeah, this was uh, this was a probably one of the best, most satisfying deaths I think I've ever seen in mm-hmm. movie history. Just because I hated the villain, not because he's a bad character, just because his character was bad, I guess you could say. And so I really was very satisfied when RoboCop kind of, uh, you know, wrecked wrecked him put him in his place <laughs> and so yeah so that kind of ends that scene but i mean there's just so much going on and it's it's paced very well it's shot very well and so we think lewis is gonna die and she's like oh I'm, i might die am i gonna die or something and then robocop <laughs> or i guess murphy at this point he says oh they can always just fix you back up yeah it's kind of true i mean it really is true with this technology that omnicorp the so bad company made it could actually you know, work and heal a lot of lives. And so I just kind of like that line that even though it's just one line, it was still pretty cool to, to hear that. And so Mm -hmm. then after this, uh, RoboCop shows up at Omni tower. This is probably a few days later, or it might be that day. I don't even know. I'm I'm pretty sure it was like that day. Yeah. Dang. I would have taken a nap at least, (laughs) but yeah. So RoboCop rolls up in his cop car and he sees Guess who? Erectile dysfunction. Two oh nine outside of the Omnicore Tower, just standing there. He's and he's like, "Oh, uh, you better, you know, you can't park here. Go park it somewhere else." RoboCop doesn't give a flying flip about it. He gets out of his car and doesn't he just shoot Ed two oh nine with the big gun and that's it? Yeah, he shoots him like um, a few times and then yeah, two oh nine doesn't. Sh- yeah, two oh nine doesn't land any shots on him. It was just RoboCop shooting that sniper. He hits him like two or three times, and then um, he blows up um, 209. Uh, pretty much the, the top parts of it like blows up and goes flying, and then it goes to like a little side angle cut scene where we get to see 209's just like legs just remaining, standing, and then they kind of just like fizzle out and fall. Um, it reminded over, me. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me um, of an ATST in Star Wars, you know, in Return of the Jedi when they're on Endor and they've got the ATSTs and they try to knock it down with some logs, the Ewoks, <laughs> and he's kind of wobbling around and then he yeah. falls. That mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of that. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a long aside. But anyway, so RoboCop goes up. He destroyed 209. Meanwhile, Dick Jones, the, the bad guy, the main bad, he's in his office, or I guess he's in the boardroom having a meeting with everybody, all the employees. He's talking about all of his plans and stuff. And RoboCop comes up, and he's basically like, yeah, you're under arrest, blah, blah, blah. But turns out he's not going to arrest him. He's going to just kill him. Mm-hmm. And so he literally shoots Dick Jones, much like ED-209 shot that one guy at the beginning of the movie. I kind of mm-hmm. saw parallels with that. Uh, RoboCop mm-hmm. just kept just shooting and shooting Dick Jones. So I guess it ended up coming back to bite him anyway. And mm-hmm. so he shoots him so many times that he falls out of one of the windows and falls to his death. So that kind of wraps up the movie as far as action goes. I mean, it pretty much just fades to black from there. RoboCop saves the day. One of the mm-hmm. guys in the boardroom, he's like, oh, uh, sir, what's who are you or what's your name? And then RoboCop, of course, says Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. I'm, I'm Batman. No. <laughs> <laughs> he says he says Murphy. And so that, that's where the movie kind of ends. And so. But what a what a great finish. So speaking of great, let's move on to our favorite part. Do you want me to go first or what? Uh, I can go first. Um, so I would say I mentioned this earlier. I just liked uh, I really liked for some reason that scene, the first scene where RoboCop um, goes to Omni Tower and he's just like duking it out with 209. But we get to see that RoboCop wasn't like he wasn't functional, so he had to think of some way to take down 209. So he eventually just, as as I said earlier, he pushes his arm, he pushes 209's arm into his other arm, and 209's able, he like blows up his arm. And so I thought that was very clever and creative how to, to take down 209 because Robocop couldn't do anything. Oh, and then that kind of like ties in with that shootout with the, the police barricade. I don't know. I, I, I saw that barricade pretty, pretty cool as well. I, I like how they were just trying to kill RoboCop, even though RoboCop wasn't bad or anything, but eventually he was able to escape. But for that part, yeah, I, I just loved seeing all the, um, the, uh, the background. Like, like I said, he's being thrown around and just using the, uh, the effects of what you can do with like props outside of just like your own powers um, just utilizing that. And so I would say that that scene was my favorite part. Dang. Yeah. That's a, that's a good scene. I like how mm-hmm. you point out how kind of RoboCop's resourcefulness as far as mm-hmm. he basically had his kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So his kryptonite and, and how is, how would he use his powers without kryptonite? So I, I kind of like how you touch on that, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good scene. I'm going to have to go in a different direction. So in the notes, I actually had, the drug bus scene mm-hmm. where uh, RoboCop comes in and just annihilates everybody and throws Clarence around. But looking back, I actually kind of like the final showdown the best, I think. Mm. Just the whole thing, right when they when Clarence gets to the mill up until Omni Tower. I could have gone probably without the Omni Tower part. But just the final showdown at the mill is excellent. I mean, you have Ray the goon up in the tower dropping steel rods on RoboCop mm-hmm. because they know he can't be stopped any other way. And even that couldn't stop him. And also Clarence stabbing him in the chest. Meanwhile, Clarence, his glasses are broken. There's blood all over his face. He's got cuts from the previous fight. He just looks like a really bad guy. And I mean, Lewis also helped out too. So her role in it was 
she's honestly a very integral character. She doesn't really say much and stuff, but she's a very integral character in this movie as far as RoboCop is concerned, you know, with his life. And so, yeah, just everything, even the set piece, it's kind of like a gloomy day out and everyone's in ankle deep water and it's, mm. it's very weird. And there's, they're in a ravine at this old mill. It's just very, very strange, but also a very memorable set piece. And plus, obviously, Skinhead turning into a toxic toad from X-Men. <laughs> I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> so I definitely, I mean, that, that's, that really stands out to me in my mind. I think that'll last with me for a long time, especially the Wolverine-type stab. Mm. I, guess, I, I guess, you know, Wolverine, you know, obviously was made later, but the, the comics were there. But, I mean, just as far as the... the 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 apparatus he had coming out of his hand and then stabbing Clarence in the neck. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a what a way to go! And he just kind of holds his neck and then falls over. I mean, it's just brilliant. I, the acting is in the scene is top notch, and every all the action too. So yeah, definitely. I think the final showdown was probably my favorite part. Mm, nice. Alrighty. Um. So moving on to the next section. Uh, doesn't pass the vibe check. Dun, we dun, dun. we had some like similar ones. We touched up on so um so when i was so like i said during my favorite scene and then when i talked about this scene so like 209 <laughs> when he slips on the stairs he makes this like baby whining sound i'm like what he sounded <laughs> speaking speaking of tauntaun he actually sounded like a tauntaun <laughs> i was like this macho this macho uh this macho robot <laughs> is why yeah seriously i was i was a little <laughs> what a strange sound of all the noises you could have made for that robot why yeah, was it yeah. a baby a baby mixed with a tauntaun yeah yeah i don't understand uh... <laughs> um, yeah that's that was i also had that we I think we're on the same same wavelength for that uh-huh. but one i put down was when Dick Jones fell out of the window at the very end of the movie. The effect makes it seem like his arms are two times longer than they should be. I mean, they look like linguine noodles. They look like tarantula, tarantula uh-huh. arms. I mean, I don't understand how the effect made it seem that way, but it was just very strange to look at. But I mean, that, that kind of doesn't pass the vibe check for me. Mm-hmm. And and then so another point that I wrote down was <clears throat> so at the very last scene where like 209 is like guarding the parking lot. So we 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 have Robocop like rolling up and he's like blasting him, right? So like obviously if you're shooting that gun and like like I said, like once you shoot it and it hits something, something like it, it pretty much explodes. So it's kind of like grenades going off. Um so like I assume there is at least three shots going off and so like three explosions um so i in my opinion i was like well if i'm in that building wouldn't like wouldn't the building people inside the building wouldn't they be all freaking out or or at least doing something and then (laughs) it cuts to the scene where it goes to the meeting like oh nothing's happening (laughs) i guess you know what it is it's just a it's just a normal tuesday afternoon in detroit (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so like, ah, yeah, that, that's nothing. Nothing's happening down there. <laughs> Dick, jo- Dick Jones even says a line where everyone's like, oh, well, what if RoboCop shows up? Mm-hmm. And Dick Jones is like, oh, well, you know, ED-209 is down there. We should yeah. be good. I yeah. thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, that, that is a good point. That mm-hmm. is a good point. Uh, so I, I yeah. would be slightly concerned, but they, they were not concerned at all. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, all right. Well, let's let's rate this thing. I think we've come long enough. I think we should rate this movie. So our rating system today is the baby <laughs> food bottles. So basically, as we mentioned earlier in this movie, RoboCop's sustenance is in the form of baby food. And so as you know, as they were target practicing him and Lewis, they had an uh, you know they were practicing on baby bottles. So we're gonna rate this movie from a rating system of one out of five da baby food bottles. So I'll let you go first. Cause I'm still kind of thinking, but. Mm. Okay. Um, so out of f- five, the baby food bottles, <laughs> uh, I'm going to rate it a solid four, four, seven, five. It's pretty, pretty Ooh, strong. That's high yeah. for you. That pretty is strong, really high like. for you. Yeah, I um so I, I gave it a pretty high rating. A, I well, I didn't know it was a rated R movie, and so I didn't know if there's gonna be like a lot of like blood and stuff or or something very raunchy. But it wasn't like a super raunchy movie. I think the only R-rated scenes were just like the just like blood flying around or like you get to see like hands getting blown away, um, like Murphy's hands and arms. Or just the the ruthless shooting of like gunning down RoboCop uh, when he was barricaded. But yeah, I I, I really liked the um, all the action in this movie was spot on. I didn't have any issues with it. I I like the scenes where it's just like RoboCop versus two hundred nine or RoboCop versus Clarence, or just RoboCop just like like taking down just regular crime. I I thought that was like all very good scenes that. Um, played in his favor and so and then we get to see like uh like all the insides of robocop of like his special abilities so like his aim assist and then his thermal power power what else did he have oh and then he had like the he had the the hidden what was it the, but the claw hidden, the wolf yeah 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 the claw the claw yeah um oh and then and then also like he has that little spinning gun action that he does uh yep. that's super cool um and then yeah like Overall, uh, I like the plot. Like, plot wasn't hard to understand. And it's just pretty much this tech company trying to take over. Um, and then, obviously, we have RoboCop trying to take them down. And so, yeah. And then, I mean, I would say the scenes were okay. Like, they're all kind of not, nothing too stellar. But I would say, like, the the ending scenery, so that final showdown was pretty uh, a pretty solid scene to have just to have just utilizing that background and using whatever they could and so like dropping down pieces of metal on robocop was cool um but yeah that was pretty much my rating so 4.75 the baby bottles food <laughs> food bottles this has been probably one of the highest ratings i think you've had uh-huh yeah i really think you usually you're a lot more strict than me on stuff mm-hmm. like that so this is high for you 4.75 that's awesome it is yeah so I am very close to that. I'm going to have to go 4.92 out of five the <laughs> baby food bottles. And I'll get mm. into it, why it's almost five, but not quite. So first of all, the acting by Peter Weller as RoboCop is amazing. I don't think we touched on it yet, but the fact that he plays a cyborg so well, yet he also has humanistic kind of mm. mannerisms. That's a good point. Like, you can only see him for the majority of the movie with his lips and part of his nose. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. not a lot to go with there. But when it's close up shots of him trying to emote in the suit, you can totally tell what he's going through. Mm-hmm. And also when he walks, he still has that cyborg walk and he even looks 
in the direction he wants to go first and then walks in that direction. Subtle things like that really set this performance above. Like I said last week about the Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger was probably the creme de la creme for playing a cyborg. Well, Peter Weller's matches that, if not exceeds that, Mm. just because he had to be even more robotic yet convey, you know, more emotion. So it's kind of towing that line was perfect. And then as far as the action goes, amazing. I don't think there's a single scene as far as the action goes where I just felt, oh, that could have been better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They really pulled out all the stops. I, I couldn't find anything wrong with it. The effects were great, especially the practical effects with, you know, when he takes the helmet off and we see his front face, the skin on his face. Uh, that was just a, an amazing effect to me. And also, I didn't touch on this earlier, but there's a there's a a theme of satire throughout this whole movie. So throughout the movie, there are these fake newscasts, you know, scattered throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And they just talk about current events and they have even fake commercials. Oh, uh, yeah. A strange yeah. thing. <laughs> but it honestly, it plays into the movie so well. Like there's a, uh, a scene with an ad about a board game and the board game is called Nukem. Well, if you're not familiar with the Cold War at all, 1987, this was a pretty prime time for the Cold War as far as Russia and the U.S. are concerned. And so while it was still kind of, you know, going trickling away with all of that, with Gorbachev and all that, you still had that looming threat of nuclear war in your in your brain. So I kind of like that. And also there there are scenes where characters watch TV and it's always the same show and it's always the same line. So it's they're watching a sitcom with this guy in glasses and a mustache, and he literally just says the same line, <laughs> I buy that for a dollar. And what I got out of that, they didn't have to add that, but it came up in the show, movie about three times. And I think oh, why yeah. they added that is because it's a satire on modern sitcoms and how it can be very repetitive. There's nothing new. It's all the same joke over and over again. And the thing is, the characters in the movie would laugh out loud at this one line. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. It's kind of satirizing a lot of different things, but also being an action R-rated movie from the Mm. 80s. It's kind of, it just, I don't know, Paul Verhoeven, the director, did a great job of balancing the two. One or the other never got too overwhelming. But yeah, so 4.91, excellent performances. The characters, I mean, I did not think in my lifetime I would fear a character named Clarence. I mean, (laughs) his name is Clarence, but yet he's probably one of the best villains I've ever seen. True. So I think, yeah, 4.91, the only reason it gets docked off a few micro points is because of the end where he kind of just blows up ED-209 and then just pushes Dick Jones out the window. It was fine. It was still fine. But I I don't know. After the final showdown, which is one of the best climaxes of a movie I've ever seen, it just kind of of falls down a little bit for me. It kind of goes down a few steps. But other than that, it's a tight movie. I mean, it's tighter than my back muscles right now. I mean, it's just a fantastic thing. I don't know. 4.91 out of five to baby food bottles. That's all I got to say. Wow. I just, I can't, I'll definitely be revisiting this one quite often. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that I, that's, I, I, I respect that. It's very solid. Um, like you said, when I, when I asked, or when you texted me, you, you, you sent me a voice, voice text. You were like, <laughs> the Robocop was respectfully busted. <laughs> yeah and so i was like okay so mason really likes it that means i'm gonna like it oh um, yeah yeah so i definitely liked it 80s movies so far the past three 80s movies have not disappointed in action so um hopefully we can keep it going with our 
uh, our next one next week. So yeah, uh, and to wrap up, we have our last segment, fun fact. Uh, Mason wrote this down. Uh, I assuming it's, do you prefer to drive with your windows down or have the AC going? Um, or this might be a Julian type question, to be honest. Did you think oh. of it? Well, no, I was yeah. driving with the windows down yesterday by myself after I got free McDonald's fries and I was just kind of driving around uh-huh. and my AC was just blowing out hot air. Let me put the windows down. And so, but, and then I was like, oh, well, what if, you know, I bet people would like to know kind of what. So for me, most of the time I actually like, I drive with the AC on, but if it's like, uh, was probably like, 80 or so 85 or below um so it's not like hot out or anything i i would put the windows down but since it's summertime i normally keep the ac going and then also for like road trips (laughs) like if i'm driving to blacksburg or i'm driving to like northern virginia or richmond um so like long trips i normally just keep the ac on (laughs) yeah i know you do (laughs) Uh, I'm, I'm not a so, i'm not a free spirit like you with the uh the windows down yeah see i was gonna say i'm i'm very opposite i very rarely have the ac on it has to crack <laughs> like 95 outside mm. but i usually like to put my head out the window like a dog and put my tongue out and stuff mm-hmm. catch some flies in my mouth but yeah i mean i like driving with the windows down it's just more freeing especially when you're blasting music mm-hmm. i want other people to hear my music you know, I want to be that guy. So I'm definitely a windows down kind of guy. Uh, even when I had long hair, the way to comb my hair and I was going somewhere, I would actually put my head out the window. <laughs> I would not comb it. I would not comb it. I would just, you know, put it out the window and then it would actually grease it back kind of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a windows down guy. I, I kind of like it. I like also putting my arm out the window. Mm-hmm. so i you know you, you drive and you put your elbow on the on the sill so mm, that true. is my answer to the question or wow. the fun fact i guess mm. yeah well very riveting stuff <laughs> <laughs> i know that was so fun <laughs> it, was, it was so personal oh really putting ourselves out there yeah uh, i probably weighs more gas than i should because of the ac but i don't know I just kind of like, I, I, I like being in a cold environment. So that's why yeah. I keep nah, the No AC shame, on. no shame. You're just, <laughs> just killing the environment. You're killing the polar bears, but whatever. Um, no shame. <laughs> but I'm supporting the economy by buying gas. <laughs> whatever you have to tell yourself. <laughs> Alrighty. That wraps up our 17th episode of Where's the Action? Third week for 80s month and we have one last movie for 80s month lethal weapon um i've never seen it have you seen it i have i saw it quite a few years ago and Mm -hmm. i immediately loved it it's more but i'm gonna tell you right now on air it's more of a comedy than action there is action but it's more of like a cheesy action Mm. uh there's still there's still action in it but it's more it's more comedy so Mm. just just to let you know so not to get your hopes up too much (laughs) But okay. I, it, you're going to love it. It's literally the rush hour of the 80s. I think I told you so. Cool, cool. But I do. But like, yeah. I, like, I like comedies. I like comedies. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying don't yeah. get your hopes up as far as like the comedy. Like this is a, it's a very different vibe than uh, okay, okay. Terminator or RoboCop. So mm. just be aware. We also 
I don't know if we should. Yeah, let's say it. We so when we planned out 80s month, we inadvertently did it by release date. Yeah, so we were planning this. So Raiders of the Lost Ark came out in 81. Terminator came out in 84. This movie came out in 87. And then Lethal Weapon also came out in 87. So it's kind of we didn't even plan it to be that way, but we kind of went through the decade. So mm-hmm. I think we might reshuffle the 90s one, too, if, hmm. you know, if we need to or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I kind of like the progression. So, but yeah, that that's uh, the third episode of uh, 80s month. So. I'm I'm glad you're liking these. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. I hadn't seen this one either, and it's probably now in my top fifteen at least. So, mm-hmm. but there's like I don't I I at least saw there's a RoboCop too because it's on Hulu as well. That's where I watched yeah. it. I think oh. there's two and a three. Oh, dang! And then a reboot, which we won't talk about. <laughs> but yeah, very very content with RoboCop and all of our other movie uh, selections. So, yep, that wraps up our episode for where's the action be on the lookout for uh where's the flavor this coming friday or a friday um whenever <laughs> you are listening to this so it might be before or after but yeah be on the lookout for that and we'll catch you on the next episode yep don't forget to subscribe like the youtube like the insta don't forget to follow badlands chugs tag him and everything <laughs> he just chugged three boba teas yesterday very proud oh. of him he said as soon as he got to the end, he said, that's a lot of balls in my mouth. <laughs> Basically my same reaction. So definitely go go tag him and us and everything together so we can get him on the pod. That's the goal. That's the goal of this pod. Once we get him on, once we get him on here, we're going to retire. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's it for us. Go check out all the Insta stuff, WTF, Triple M, and tune in for next week where we do Lethal Weapons. Alrighty guys, I'll catch you later. Peace.